0: We are doing something really exciting, um, and I'm not going to tell you where. Somewhere in the United States, because you're not invited, mm. listener. You're not invited to this one. Although, actually, if you reach out and you want to come, that might be cool. Um, if you can figure out where we are. I'm not going to say what U.S. city we will be you in. You can't find us. You can't find us, dear listener, but we are going to see da- the best Dune. The da- best. The best Dune. Uh, David, it is truly. Yes. David Lynch's Dune. We are going to see... Mm-hmm. Uh, this weekend and uh, I'm very excited uh, to see that with you son. Uh, it's gonna be in
1: theaters It's in, gonna be fantastic
0: on the big screen David Lynch's Masterpiece
1: that soundtrack is so freaking fun. Oh, yes, so good all it, the props all the all the Textures that you get ooh. to look at mm. Mm. it
0: is So good I love that the movie starts with just a space princess just, like, staring right into the camera, just doing, like, um, like Lord of the Rings-style, like, monologuing into the camera. It's mag- a magnificent way to start a movie. We've got Sting in there wearing weird underwear. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Perfect movie. You know, it's
1: sad because we don't get movies like that. When those two things you described. Yep. Describe me a movie like that that's been happening since... 2000
0: onwards yep, yep. uh <laughs> no, not there we we don't do weird underwear anymore um we don't honestly we don't do enough homoerotic science fiction for my for my taste and there's a little bit yeah. of that in here and some of it is all right some of it's actually a little bit problematic actually i will mention that yeah. there is some some yeah. bad aspects of that um but you know to be honest i just kind of love the whole look of the, the movie tension yes the tension there yeah Um, Mm -hmm. we've got Patrick Stewart holding a little pug like a a a little dog
1: when you mentioned that earlier i was like what
0: (laughs) i'm gonna scream when it's battle pug time and let me tell you something you hip listener or whatever i'm not even gonna go see the new dune because i've already have this story told no just kidding i am gonna go see the new dune yeah we're gonna go
1: see that That was crazy
0: talk (laughs) (laughs) but for a second just imagine i'm a person that only wants to see david lynch's dune and that's all that matters to me you know that's a beautiful person yeah we've got an interesting one for you today Uh, i'm gonna kick it over we're not even gonna do we're not gonna fade out on a laugh or whatever i just want to say like
1: ah you don't get you don't get a free laugh listener this this week happy valentine's day
0: (laughs) happy valentine's day (laughs) tell somebody you love her Or (laughs) I gendered it. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Listen, (laughs) you're a boy. No girls, listen. You're a boy, and you're a hetero boy, and you're gonna tell your hetero girlfriend you love her, and you're gonna go see David Lynch's Dune this weekend. Let's go. Welcome to the old gamers almanac i am your host of this evening uh it is an evening show this time uh i'm your host mm-hmm. hunter donaldson and i'm joined today by guest frequent guest collaborator artist friend lover Son sanders
1: it's me hello listeners i'm here it is not a sleepy evening this is a fun evening yeah this is a this is where we're gonna go um we're gonna go outside late yeah. at night go yes. on a walk and yes. find some trouble
0: yeah dude this is an ep this episode is for listening to in the dark uh mm-hmm. walking through the woods uh with your friends close but nobody's really saying anything and you're just kinda of letting the weird tension build.
1: Or you're an Uber driver listening to this with people in your back and they're they don't know what's going on. Yeah. And but you're just loudly listening to this. Yeah. Or that kind of evening. Both are valuable valuable.
0: I like that too. This this podcast is good for Uber drivers to just kind of put on, you know, and confuse the passengers, you know, because I think they deserve it. Why a play bit a,
1: bit of, a podcast? Yeah. Well, don't and, they normally put on music? Shouldn't there be music right now? Why are we listening to these people talking about making a podcast about what? We haven't even talked about and it And what are they
0: even going to be talking about? We don't know. Well, guess what? You're going to find out tonight. This is a We're good... only going two blocks. <laughs> That's it. It's a short trip. <laughs> but you are going to find out. This is a great episode one to start over the entire show right now. Because mm-hmm, this week, mm-hmm. we are not going to go in depth on one game we are not going to review or critique one game because we don't have a game this week this week is about hype this week is about (laughs) the future and being excited for a game we have been looking forward to playing i would say since we were around seven years old um the two of us um and it's not even the first time we've played this game this is going to be the second chapter of that story we will be talking about final fantasy 7 rebirth uh there was a demo released there was a recent state of play where that's all we talked about but before we get into that discussion let's uh oh, oh also i failed to mention but uh matt's out this week again on assignment our lives are crazy right now we are accepting mm-hmm. no He's critiques the field. yeah uh no no critiques are uh we're suspending critiques uh of the show and of our jobs until i would say around march um and you get what you get listener and it's gonna be a fun time all right it's not this is not a negative it is a positive uh, but things are a little crazy right now um they will get less crazy uh quite soon just just give us a month y'all uh that's all you got to do um okay but wanted to talk a little bit about uh the news uh there's been some rumblings um there is a this is a very 2024 episode i like to keep the 2024 episodes are kind of taking their own shape separate from the 1994 stuff the 2024 stuff is kind of us pretending to be regular game journalists regular game critiquers who are we're just gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna do takes for a little bit y'all um so the the first one i want to start with tonight is uh there's a rumor that the Xbox is going multi-platform, that Microsoft is gonna become a video game publisher uh, first and foremost, and a maybe hardware manufacturer second, uh, or maybe not at all. I mean, is that a thing? Does that make sense? Is that something that we want to see? Do I wanna see Master Chief on the Sony PlayStation? I think I do.
1: There's been multiple times of us talking so far Where I've wanted the wah, 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 wah button. (laughs) And I've never wanted it more than what I want right now. Okay. Um, Because as a Sony crony, this is just a big W. Yeah, (laughs) dude. Forever on top of the PlayStation logo Mm -hmm. will always alphabetically and just the way it should be be above that Xbox. What a great experiment. Yeah, there's a lot of games, I think, for the Xbox that I haven't played, maybe because in the especially in the past 10 years that I probably have ignored. Right. And there's a few that I would love to play with my buddies mm-hmm. if there was a way to do it. You know, like, hey, I would, I would love to go back through Gears of War. Yeah, it's dude. been a long time, but we had a lot of fun playing that. I wonder, you know, give me two nights of us being silly.
0: Dude, uh, it's funny that you meant that you go right for Gears of War because I did not write that into the outline but we are just we are just synced up like this okay because that was like my first thought when i read this story was like i want to play gears of war on a playstation 5 with the dual sense (sighs) controller think about what they can do with that dual sense controller and like the chain the 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 chainsaw melee thing that would be so much fun and to play that with my buddies easily i think is just kind of a win-win for everybody like Mm -hmm. i don't really get what, what the consumer gets out of these like closed infrastructure games when sony even says we're just putting this game out on playstation 5 and it's not coming to pc which a lot of their new releases do come to pc eventually now um, yeah I, I feel like there's not a lot to be gained out of that i think everybody should just get to play everything on their preferred uh console whether that be pc whether that be You know playstation or xbox and that should just be the end of it we shouldn't worry about exclusivity because it's a dumb reason for one Mm -hmm. you know corporation to be doing better than another it's arbitrary it's not real yeah you know um i think they should have to compete like you want to get this game on our console because it gives you the best experience and honestly i feel like sony is already sort of set up for this argument with uh their Mm -hmm. weird uh, fast loading SSD that supposedly will t- make some sort of difference that I've yet to really see outside of that ratchet and clank game um and then their controller.
1: Oh uh, it's there's I mean I've I've noticed a difference playing Final Fantasy um remake mm-hmm. um at, on 4 versus this it is much faster yes. uh through the loading screens. I have felt that. I, and Spider-Man man Spider-Man 2. I I play I because I played through Spider-Man 1 then you know spider-man 2 not too long after um it was that's that's fast you can render new york city that quickly with all the little people i get it
0: i i so i'm with you there especially when uh, if we're comparing to last console i think playstation 5 absolutely blows away the ps4 what i'm more really the question for me as a consumer is what Mm. is the definable difference between getting let's say spider-man 2 for example because that's only on ps5 right now uh when spider-man 2 comes to pc will there really be that huge of a difference between how quickly it loads let's say I have a souped up gaming pc how does that that performance compare uh to the playstation 5 that's kind of a question i've had for a a while when it it comes to loading um and i feel like we haven't quite gotten to that point because we don't quite have ps5 ass ps5 games on the pc because it's just taken that long to sort of get to that point um but what uh so we've got obviously we could we could do with gears uh on the ps5 um we could have halos on the ps5 why not i see no no reason not uh they're talking about starting with stuff like sea of thieves um which would be good for getting me to Mm -hmm. play sea of thieves more um, because I actually no longer have a way to play it because I sold my Xbox. Hilariously, I just sold my Xbox, and and I didn't know yeah. about this. I it was before they're this... trading. You heard mm-hmm. it here
1: first. <laughs> they're taking Hunter down.
0: I I am uh, I'm a trickster, and you know I've got my finger on the pulse. And me and you know Todd Howard talk a lot, and he tells me stuff. Um, oh, uh, let me ask you this, uh, son. Would you uh, play Starfield if it was on your PlayStation Five? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Out of, so. out
1: of spite, Todd. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, I mean, as soon as it goes free for PlayStation Plus, I'd play it. For okay.
0: Sure. If it was a PlayStation yeah. Plus game and it was free, you would play it. Okay. Um, that's, hey, that's yeah. that's big. That's something, you know? Yeah. Um, what about um, Switch? What, what, what can Microsoft <laughs> put on Switch? What is even a thing? I guess they already have, uh, Ori is on Switch and that's technically- Am I
1: going to be able to get this app through Steam? Or are oh. they just gonna? Are they just going for PlayStation? Because if so, I'll tell you this: I still won't play it on my Switch. Because what I'll do is I'll just stream my PlayStation to my Steam Deck. Yeah, baby. Um, and I'll do that, or I'll use the PlayStation app, which is I like what I've been using on my Mac. And I tell you what: I played all of God, not all of God of War Ragnarok, but probably like thirty five percent of that game through the PlayStation like streaming app mm-hmm. on my MacBook. Loved it.
0: That sounds awesome. Yeah I, I, yeah, I love all of that functionality that we've been getting uh, with these newer consoles. And the thing that I think is really exciting that you're sort of alluding to here, but I just want to come out and say it, is I think where we would really like to see Microsoft be is that Game Pass is just this app you can get on whatever it is that you got. You can get it on a PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's already on your PC. Um, you get it on your Steam Deck like that. It just be this smooth, functional thing. And of course, I'm asking for something I do not fully understand. I don't know what it means for Game Pass to be on all that stuff. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to find out. I want to just be yeah. the little baby. Sitting there in the, you know, I'm in my diaper and I'm sitting at the table and I want game pass. I want game pass on all the stuff and I just want it to be an you option for everybody. You have your little
1: tray where you have your green beans, mm-hmm. your carrots, and then you have a little game pass <laughs> right there in the middle. A little bit of game right pass. Right next to the mash, mashed
0: potatoes. mm mm-hmm. Just a little game pass and i know that i recently talked smack on game pass on this uh (laughs) on this very podcast um and that i still think that it is maybe not the best thing in the world but i would there's no way i would balk at the idea of it just being available on more platforms put it on switch put it on playstation 5 make that work somehow i'm not even sure you know i'm sure microsoft has i'm gonna you know fake speak about tech i don't understand microsoft surely has like the infrastructure to do game pass better than like sony's equivalent right like we've already seen that as being you guys just
1: came out with Copilot. yes you you can you can very much handle streaming game pass to us
0: yes um (laughs) so yeah figure it out get it to us um and yeah do you have anything else you want to say about this xbox thing about this rumor no i'm
1: i'm really excited um to see if it happens um uh yeah, I'm really excited because I, I don't know the, I don't I've never been a big fan of the console wars. Yeah, you know? they're dumb. I've never thought we should be warring, um, <laughs> but I have always been on the right side. And I'm I'm ready to get like an official <laughs> W. Yeah, yeah. That's what I care about.
0: Yeah, if there's any uh, Xbox fanboys um, <laughs> listening to the podcast, I uh, just want to say get on. get on uh,
1: Yeah, <laughs> just um, kidding.
0: Love you, love um, you, love that
1: controller. Seriously, the my best my controller. brother has like the, the yeah, it's really is a great controller. I mean, it's not the best, but it's a great controller.
0: Oh, I don't know, man. The Xbox Elite Series Two controller is, I think, the best controller I've ever used that's the best controller i've ever used um all we
1: got is personal opinions yeah yeah of course of (laughs) course just kidding
0: um next thing i want to talk about is just like a little uh little note uh but it is exciting and i kind of just want to put it out there because i think intriguing it is intriguing um i think our audience uh is the type of people to be excited about this type of thing but uh jason schreier has announced his new book uh which is called play nice which is about uh the entire history of blizzard entertainment Which, um, you know, he wrote also uh, Blood, Sweat and Pixels, uh, which is a very good book that has been mentioned a couple of times on this podcast. Uh, He's he's been a lot. I mean, I've been reading his work for so long since I was a a little baby child. Um, And now I think he forever. Yeah. And now he's a big grown boy and he is writing these big old books. And I would say that this is by far the most exciting, ambitious thing I've ever seen him work on. And I'm just excited to read it Um, as a fan of his work. Uh, and I think Blizzard in particular, especially right now in this very moment um, is a very exciting topic uh, for someone to do a book about um, because I think there's gonna be a lot of different things to think about. there's gonna be a lot of nostalgia for the cowboy early days of uh, you know game design uh, and maybe some like dark shadows coming from that that don't always get fully expressed in those nostalgic mm-hmm. uh, pieces kind of uh, of yesteryear. Um, and then also like a lot of, Dark, probably not good, bad stuff to learn about too. So there you go. It'll be a little all of it. Yeah,
1: I I think it's um, and like you said, I I do think it is something that the, our community and you know something we value as fans and true lovers of this type of medium. You mm-hmm. got to look at all the sides. You got to yeah. look at all of it, all the dark corners of everything, um, because it only makes us better and. I'm And Jason's a great writer, so, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's gonna be fun. I would love to see if it comes
1: out in print. Is it, do we know if it's actually gonna be printed or... Yeah. Just be, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, digital. yeah. It's gonna okay. be a
0: book-ass book. You're gonna be able to buy this in the book place with all the other books. Um, hell yeah oh we can
1: go to that place in portland our favorite bookstore yes we'll
0: fly to portland just to get a book mm-hmm. and there you go we'll yep. get it at powell's that's where we're gonna get yes, it yes powell's yes so and that may, might be a hint having to do with david lynch's dune who knows maybe we just gave away Ooh. where we're gonna be get who a, knows get on a plane get on a pl- fly to portland this weekend just for a chance uh, mm-hmm. to see david just lynch's dune um anyways uh, third story here before we get into all Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth talk uh, for the rest of the episode um, but okay this is more rumor stuff we're, we're kind of a rumor mill now uh, eventually it's gonna be a video <laughs> game gossip column someone
1: has to talk about it all these other people are like I don't talk about rumors and it's like can we just talk about it though yeah. it's
0: like the fun like stuff like, How about let's just have let's it, it. Um, so the first Nintendo Direct of the year is supposedly any day now according to leaks Um, And I want to kind of just throw uh, some predictions down because this might be, this could be, it's not necessarily for sure, the reveal of the Switch successor Nintendo Direct. So um, joking aside, in the past I've said that this Nintendo Switch will be a double screened or quadruple screened um, (laughs) console that you will have to wear. It'll be first wearable console. It will milk you um and use your milk uh, to power itself uh to, to extend its battery life um that's of course all jokes uh we don't know that that is what it will do and i doubt that it will be uh i can only help
1: more insider trading
0: yes uh yeah who knows maybe i'm right about everything um but if we wanted to get any predictions about the switch Two, perhaps this might be the final opportunity um so if you want to kind of put your wizard's hat on and peer into your uh your palantir your seeing stone uh, what do you see in nintendo's future son i
1: mean you gotta announce the switch two right
0: right i mean um but that would be fun my
1: thing are you gonna call it the switch two
0: uh i think i think it. i think it has to have a different name oh of course i think switch two is very boring um i would love yes, uh, the awful. thing the thing i think everybody well, maybe always a switched ooh switched um, I think the thing that everybody wants, mostly from Super Nintendo uh, nostalgia, is for it to be called the Super Switch, right? I mean, oh Super my, Switch.
1: Damn, I have never thought about that. That is exactly what it should be. Yes. Yeah, come out and call it a Super Switch. Make it gray, give it those purple buttons, yeah, and baby. be like, here it is. That's yeah. all you need to do. Yeah. Man, even if it was the same exact console, <laughs> I'd go out and get it. You'd
0: <laughs> he, just go get it for the name alone, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, it has to be that color. Well, it has but, to be that color. So what are some, And in order for me to turn it on, I have to click a big button and it goes
0: Yes. Like, yeah, oh, a oh, uh, Super Nintendo-style Switch where you really, it's yeah. really clicky and tactile. Yeah. I like the mm-hmm. idea of that. But what, what should it do? Like, this is like the big question. What should the <laughs> sequel console do? You already have, I mean, you have a Steam Deck, I have an OLED Steam Deck, like I have a console that does the thing that the switch do and it it do it it better
1: needs to be a more ergonomic steam deck it needs to be not an ergonomic steam deck but honestly it doesn't need to do much it just needs to go look at the field and be like okay they need to i mean if they haven't done this already they should probably get started Mm -hmm. especially if they're gonna announce it soon they should get get all these yeah should get to work they should get all these handhelds in a room and just be like okay like let's make the best one of these right mm-hmm. let's make the one that is perfect but what does best mean does it mean po- deck
0: kind of de- is it most powerful is that what best means like what does best mean that's my question really See,
1: okay the steam deck is the power of the steam deck really why you liked it Why does anybody like it or right. is it the versatility what i can play across or what what i can do with that's it, what it. i can like Now you I got it a jailbreak it's a computer it's a great computer it's the versatility you know, a, yeah i want this i mean This would be a really great time for Nintendo to be like, hey, we're going to like crack our knuckles and we're going to like show you like, like kind of like give us, obviously I don't want it to be like a swing like the um, Wii, you know, was, it doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be any of that. It doesn't need to be crazy. It doesn't need to be crazy, but it would be interesting to see them take a swing and be like, are they making a lot of money on these emulator things that they're doing like here's all these old games like you can play these games and they're you pay like 9 dollars a month right Oh you mean, you mean you amazing... mean the uh,
0: the the service the like live service the, yeah. that they have I don't know I mean I would assume they're making something off of it I mean they're right. still supporting it but to a to a certain extent
1: A cool swing would be just to be like hey our next console all that stuff's on there
0: Yeah we well, just
1: like here's here's just all these games, and you you know what? You don't have to pay for all of them. Make a lot of people <laughs> mad, I'm sure. <laughs> but just free games, yeah. Because I mean, their stuff's old, but also I want to see like, like let's be real. I mean, I don't want it just to play old games. I I want I want like a I want I want them to take their. Um, I wanted them to take some of their IPs and venture with them and right. like go on a, go on a nice stroll. Like we, re- we're seeing a lot of, a, a lot of trends now, I think are, um, here's an old thing. We made it new. Right. Um, we're talking about that today. Like yeah, exactly we what we're talking about today mm-hmm. with final fantasy. I think Nintendo needs to look at final fantasy and be like, we can do that same exact thing. Here's the same exact story. Um, but it's not, you know, and you're like, and <sighs> They really need a Final Fantasy remake, Nintendo. Nintendo just
0: needs to <laughs> Nintendo do needs that. to remake of Okay, well, I just a couple of things. I want to just to be fair to Nintendo. They did just remake Super Mario RPG, which is their Final Fantasy game. So they did actually just do this. So it's not like they haven't But that's not what I'm talking about. They need to spiritually. (laughs) They need to... Nintendo
1: needs to Mm -hmm. do it to themselves. Yes. their games are pretty good. You know what?
0: Yeah. I'm going to take your ball right here. I'm going to run with it because I I, I like what you're hitting on spiritually. It's
1: not going anywhere. (laughs) No, no.
0: It is going somewhere. I'm just going to translate it into something slightly different. Here's what I think. Here's what I think the Super Switch um, should do. It should um, continue to compete in the console space much uh, the way that it has. Uh, it should be an improved switch. I think that's obvious. I think everyone agrees that it should be more powerful. Um, there, the rumor is that it will not be an OLED uh, model, that it will be an 8-inch. Which is inch, crazy at yeah, this that's, time. I, that makes me sad. Um, it's supposedly an 8-inch LCD um, is what the leaks have said. Um, but uh, here's here's the thing that it could do. I think that it would be hilarious and amazing if it decided that it wanted to compete with analog the company that makes the analog pocket and all of this retro gear. If, let's say the Super Switch comes with software that makes it so that the screen delivers a more definitive retro experience with uh, Mm -hmm. very thoughtfully baked in scanline modes, there is no way in hell that is what it is, by the way. I realize that I'm just talking fantasy talk here, but allow me to just pitch the idea that the Super Switch is a the first Nintendo console that is dedicated to Nintendo's legacy to being mm. a console that you can play Nintendo games from every console era and not just in that way that they do on the Switch already, the sort of just like, here's all the games up there, just kind of put up. It's n- much more thoughtful and it, in- it comes with a lot of, Included software that makes the emulation feel distinct and unlocks that kind of beautiful nostalgia and not in a flaccid, purely software emulated type way. Why doesn't Nintendo make a console that can play every Nintendo game authentically and beautifully and with a screen? that has the software it needs in order to to compete directly with the stuff that analog offers it doesn't even necessarily have to do it as well as analog does to sort of justify its own existence so if nintendo says hey we've got a console that because of our engineering understanding of all of our past consoles it delivers that experience with an extra bit of Uh, secret sauce that only we can provide because we understand better than the fan community does our past work now there's no way that anything i'm saying is at all what they've been spending their time on but i'm just imagining what a hilarious pivot it would be for nintendo and would absolutely um for sure makes make it so that i buy a super switch and i'm very excited about it i'll probably buy a super switch anyway so i don't even need to do this but i'm just saying that'd be that'd be fun right and that's sort of what that's i feel like of, you were getting at a little bit that's the kind of rebirth i'm talking about yeah now rebirth yes. nintendo Ooh. right Ooh. To give
1: us and honestly i can't stop thinking about that super switch super i mean that does super sound switch. good yeah. yeah again make it gray give it that gray classic look
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got me Or even yellow it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, make it... (laughs) You mean that like cigarette yellow, that super <laughs> yeah. Toast makes. Just, just
1: while you guys are making it, please <laughs> just have the last people in the world that are smoking cigarettes just stand in the place and just smoke around all these machines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they
0: present it. They're like, we smoked around this all day at the yeah. office.
1: Oh, and you're like, yes, <laughs> yes. And it, you it, just smoked, start plane. it
0: comes with a cigarette smell. Like when you open up the box, it's like, oh, God, it smells really bad. God, it, it smells like smells old like Uncle
1: Jack in here. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) damn yeah like that's that's what i want but with the best fucking screen
0: yeah i mean just
1: just like a world shattering screen and honestly to your point i mean that's not unattainable there are so many screens out now so many like the display i mean look at that freaking crazy sphere in Las Vegas, yeah. you're telling me you can't give me a <laughs> definitive <laughs> fucking experience in my hand. Yeah, but we can give this thing that's like the size of a small moon. <laughs> like it can have like an image all around. It? Come on, guys. Come on, like guys. Us. You can you can do it. Just go you, to Vegas. We can, we can go to Vegas, Nintendo. Think about it. Go home, have a remake of Nintendo, and then rebirth Nintendo, yes. and then give us that. But make it happen in two weeks
0: yes well speaking of rebirth i think you've you've very well pivoted us into uh our final segment our main segment over. our anchor segment um we won't be ranking anything this is just a pure hype episode for the rest of the time i just want to hear us talk about final fantasy 7 rebirth um and first i want to go into there was a state of play well. event like a week ago and it gave us a lot of preview stuff we got to see a lot of stuff um that we you know had either seen glimpses of before but had hadn't quite seen expanded upon um it was revealed that the scope of the game is exactly as i predicted it goes up until the point where in the original game Aerith did die now we don't know if she's gonna die again obviously she's maybe she's not i don't know um but that, the scope of the game is from the end of Midgar until what was, back in the day, what we called the end of disc one. Um, mm-hmm. But it it is a very big chunk of game. It's definitely going to leave plenty of game left uh, for the future, for part three or whatever. Um, and this is still a three-part project, as far as we know. Um, but we got to see... Lots of combat. We got to see all of the characters doing, uh, you know, their combo moves. All the characters have combo moves now, which is crazy. They have combo limit breaks and they have combo just like regular ass moves, um, which is going to be wild. Um, We got to see lots of Sid, lots of Vincent. We got to see them talk. Uh, It was revealed that Sid and Vincent will not be uh, playable combat wise, uh, much in the same way that uh, Red the eighth was in or red 13 red 13 i was calling red the eighth because when i was a kid for some reason i thought it was eight it looks like
1: it looked like an eight on his butt I yeah get
0: it. thank you i appreciate yeah. that no, I'm, um,
1: I'm with you we hey we had the same thought about uh what was his name um corneo uh, oh, we like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah
1: yeah we, yeah. we, we we've
0: mispronounced some you. stuff as kids uh very similarly mm-hmm. um but yeah so thanks mom thanks dad thanks mommy thanks daddy Um, And then the the state of play event itself ended with this great, I mean, the perfect surprise you could hope for, Mm -hmm. uh, which is that uh, there was a demo that is available right at the end of the state of play. They were like, there is a demo available to play. And of course, me and son have both played it and you can play it too. If you have a PlayStation 5, you can get the demo. It's free. Um, And let's get into it. So the demo. Let's get into it. If you're, if you're familiar with Final Fantasy VII, this is all going to make sense. If you're not, it's not all going to make sense. I'll try and recap very quickly. Um, but there's this infamous part of Final Fantasy VII where Cloud, the main character, who is a, a mercenary-type boy who carries a big, 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 big sword, um, tells his friends a story It's called the flashback sequence. Very important sequence, uh, I would say, in video game history. Um, mm-hmm. And it sets up not just Cloud... Uh, but it sets up the kind of overall conflict of the entire game because most of it concerns the big bad of Final Fantasy VII, who is Sephiroth, who you might recognize from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, And this demo... (laughs) Or
1: Kingdom Hearts. Or
0: Kingdom Hearts. You probably recognize them from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Everyone who's
1: listening to this has played Kingdom Hearts. Thank you.
0: We are a Kingdom Hearts clan. I think that's been well established at this point. Um, But this demo covers the flashback sequence... Um, and it does it in such a way that is uh, magnificent. Um, There's this thing that everyone's Mm -hmm. been saying, and I wonder if you agree with this, Son, uh, that uh, for the promotion of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, uh, a lot of people keep saying that this is going to be a good onboarding, a new place to start for new fans. Do you feel like that's true, playing this demo? Like, do you get that impression?
1: Yeah, that's kind of wild. I would say man it's well i okay i will say this the hey this is like here's let's cut up let's get caught up video that they have mm-hmm. um is really good yeah. um I, and it was very like you know they didn't miss much you do miss some things with like like interpersonal relationships with some minor npcs but mm-hmm. you know nothing nothing that like when you meet that npc and rebirth them being like hey you remember that time we hung out um that that couldn't fix right um so, yeah, I mean, it could start. I mean, what do you think? I, I, the battle system, well, it feels, yeah, I think it no, feels tighter. That, yeah. But- it feels tighter than the first one. So, I don't see why you would go back and replay the first one when you do have
0: this better experience there. Well, so, I I kind of feel like what they're doing with the combat is very interesting. They're, they're keeping every system from Final Fantasy VII Remake and they are just kind of building on top of that in some new and exciting ways but i feel like it's a lot to onboard onto a single player and it does retutorialize you in the demo um obviously there yeah. could be more just... tutorial that we don't know about that happens in the rest of the game but my impression is that you're getting the basic tutorial stuff in that demo and i feel like it would be a lot if you had no history with this system it would be a lot um, to take in at once and I feel like the story is probably better served by you playing the Midgar chapter. I do not consider that skippable content basically. So.
1: Yeah, I, you, you could the, the rewatch or the like, let's get caught up video. I think yes, you could watch that and then play rebirth and just kind of power through it. But your emotional connection that you can build with remake is worth it. Yes. You know, it, it is It is worth it. Um. And and yeah, I like um I wanna I wanna like uh, rephrase my previous comment because like I don't think that the first game isn't tight. It's just the additions that you get now mm-hmm. um with what they're showing are so fun. And it, it does feel like it's the, the stuff they built on top of it is so complete now. Right. Um where before it was like, oh, there's more to this, they just haven't done it. Um, so I mean, but it's still great. I mean, I'm replaying remake right now because I'm like, I'm gonna play this right before the 29th and freaking open up those floodgates. um <laughs> but uh I think, yeah, I think you're I think you're i think you're somewhat right because now after playing remake, uh again, it does a pretty decent job onboarding you and into that system mm-hmm. and I think if if they if they did it like they did it there, right, Um, you could onboard a new set of users. This could be like a Mass Effect 2 situation where you get a lot of new people coming on board that way. Um, But you would have like, you know, I think it's the story is, is like you said, the most important part, getting that Midgar sequence and going through all that. I mean, when you get encounter Barrett's situation outside of the gold saucer, is that going to hit you as hard, you know?
0: Yeah, because you need to know, you need to know about minor characters in in order to get a lot of these bigger um, storylines to pay off. And Final Fantasy VII is a game where the main story is really crazy but a lot of my favorite stuff is the more episodic character-based stuff like the Barrett storyline that you're alluding to. Um, and, you or know, even like red. red. Yeah, Red, exactly. Yeah,
1: if, if all of a sudden you started the game and Red's like, ah, thanks for saving me, you're like, what did
0: I do? <laughs> yeah. Where did that come yeah. from? Um, let's talk about new combat stuff. So there's a lot of exciting new systems. Um, the thing that I think is most exciting to me is the block changes um so now when you block an attack if you do it sort of frame perfect or right as the attack connects you don't take any damage and this is such a it seems like such a minor tweak that i think is going to pay off in a big way because now you can really be like okay i'm just gonna get good at blocking now like blocking is like a real thing you do not really need to block in the original game and remake It's not necessary to block. You could get through the whole game just being like, oh, I don't block stuff. I just, uh, I just attack. I just attack and attack. And when I get hurt, I Mm -hmm. use cure or whatever. Um, But now just the idea that they have that built in there means to me that they are going to maybe not all the time, but hopefully with some frequency sort of force you to give a shit about blocking attacks. And that's good.
1: Yeah. They could make it, like, a. it could have, like, a Souls-like feel, mm-hmm. right? You know, it could be, like, a Sekiro kind of vibe if, <laughs> yes. they, if, if the if the block is... Um, I mean, not exactly, right? Sure. I mean, obviously. But, like, um, it could have that vibe. If blocking, like, you know, pair that with uh, dodge materia, right? If mm-hmm. I can block, dodge, and attack, or deadly dodge materia, and, like, lead it into combos, you know, like... It could be way satisfying, especially since because before you would get hit, you would get staggered if you and, and, you know, even if you did it perfectly, you know, and it it would loot you I think you could carry. So I think this this new system, the little tweak with the block can keep your momentum, which is what this fighting system feels like you want to do when you're especially if you're playing cloud um, or even. You know even Aerith, right casting spells like when you get there and you start whipping them around and quickly r1 to like cast her like powers and heal mm-hmm. people and then or like tifa oh i can't wait to play tifa with this um she is such a fun character all the like combat and stuff mm-hmm. star shower in this like comboing star shower with a bunch of stuff is going to be really cool
0: yeah 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 i think that uh i think that it's promising uh stuff to be adding to the game Um, I think that I was reading a preview that was a little bit worried that group attacks might be a little bit too much to add into the formula. And I just want to say in the demo, I think this writer was perhaps uh, playing more of the game than we got to just playing this demo. Um, And Uh so they might have a little more insight into this. In the demo, you are specifically told to kind of use the combo attack in a situation against an enemy that is like susceptible to whatever it is that Cloud, and you also get to play as Sephiroth in the flashback, of course, um, is specifically kind of geared to this situation. And if that continues, I'm not that worried about it. If group attacks is just kind of this particular axis by which you can sort of um, also use that as, oh, I'm going to weaken the enemy because of you know, Aerith and Tifa's combo attack is like particularly good against these enemies. I think that sounds rad and I'm all for that. Um, But also it's just like a fun thing to throw in there. And it doesn't even have to be that important in the combat for me to, Uh, enjoy it because it's sort of your way of saying i'm going all out attack right now or at least that's what it feels like is the the system and there's not really any room at least for when cloud and sephiroth are doing it uh any kind of like dodging or whatever it's just you saying i'm optimizing damage and uh if you're gonna hit me you're gonna hit me um and i think that's a fine thing to include in this combat system um but you know, we, obviously, we'll have to play the full game to see like kind of how that pans out. It but, looks so good. Yeah, the animation it looks is so incredible. Good. Yeah,
1: I feel like I'm in an anime. Like I'm yeah. really like it, like peak Bleach. You know, <laughs> stuff flying around it's... everywhere, and you're just like, what the heck? And it's so good. Ah, oh, and. I mean can we just cut to the chase can we talk about sephiroth
0: yes so you get to play as sephiroth if we're talk- if, in the if flashback we're combat. yeah of course of course and the way he just moves is so much fun i, I want to i i i got to compare this to the original game in the original game you uh didn't really did you even get to directly control sephiroth i don't even think you did i think he just he was no in- you get to choose his. you get to choose his uh attacks okay well so
1: you yeah, I remember using the big spells yes he used the big spells that's the first time you get to see him
0: yes so he you you get to use him in Final Fantasy 7's turn-based combat system um but there's not really a whole lot to do and he also is like so much better at fighting than cloud is that he makes all of the combat in that area uh you Where know just it? really trivial and uh, he, yeah. he trivializes all of all of those, the combat and that. And then so it kind of makes it feel like the flashback sequence really has no interesting gameplay to it. It's just story. They fix that in rebirth mm-hmm. because now actually the, the gameplay is compelling because Sephiroth doesn't just like annihilate fools. He just kind of is, he's obviously better than cloud is at this point. Um, and his attacks are so much wilder he moves so quickly it's basically he all honestly just kind of flies around and teleports and stuff like that it's, yeah. it's just God. wildly fun to control him um but he doesn't just completely eliminate all of the enemies in like two seconds flat it's more like 10 seconds yes yeah gives <laughs> no, you, you're right <laughs> no but it really is though you're you're it really they, is. they've just yeah, extended once... it out a little bit so that it actually feels you get to feel cool um that you're controlling this bad guy from a final fantasy game uh but you're right i mean he does he does dispatch them uh pretty earnestly yeah
1: and and some of them are kind of because well I mean, what how they set it up i guess like I, I don't want to spoil too much but you you he's present and he's like you go handle it you know and right. you're a cloud and you go off and fight stuff and then eventually he's like hey i'm gonna hang out now i'm gonna stretch my legs <laughs> um and <laughs> he and the, the best part about it is in the tutorial at that part it, it tells you, um, hey, you can change the leader of your party. So, right. whoever you want to start as, because you're playing Cloud, you're walking through, and then several is following you around. And then, when battle starts, you switch. Um, you can switch to your party leader, right? Um, if, if no one's ever played these games, that's how it works. Um, and it asks you to switch like, oh, you can change it back to cloud. And my I was like, why would I ever do that? <laughs> why yeah. would I uh, like this? I will never play as cloud during in a fight during this entire part. Right. Um, I'm just going to play him. And you can do like a handful of combos before you completely annihilate the thing. And they're so sick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the teleporting, you like blink out and you become these like magenta pink little motes of light before you you like pop over to another spot and it looks so great. And then on top of that clouds attacks. Um, what, what's his triangle attack? I forget what it's called. Um, I'm playing it right now. I'm just, I'm just blanking. You're, on t- it. you're talking about, um, um,
0: for cloud, like
1: punisher mode is what you're talking about. Punisher yeah. mode. Yeah. yeah. When you switch to punisher mode, now you like <laughs> shoot these massive green beams and yeah. Oh man. They, it looks just like i was blown away just playing i was like this is amazing yeah Um, this looks so fun
0: yeah they have not switched um engines it is uh unreal engine 4 again um but to be honest i'm glad that they've sort of stuck to their guns here uh because the game looks uh incredible uh even in the demo it looks great um one thing that they've also changed gameplay wise that i think is going to have a big impact over the course of the entire game is that um they've kind of widened out the environments you can feel even in the demo. Um, and they've kind of given you a lot more locomotion. Like you can kind of climb stuff and jump around. I know this seems like a very minor detail, but for compared to final fantasy seven remake, uh, you have a lot more, uh, like kind of elevated movement that you can do. And what's interesting about this is that, um, One of the big critiques of Final Fantasy VII Remake that Tim Rogers had in his uh, video essay that was uh, fantastic about um, this game was that it had a bad uh, problem that he called the trinket ultimatum, which was that there was always some treasure for you, and it was hidden just if you go left instead of right or whatever. It's like you need to go right for the story, and then left you go to the end of the little hallway, and then there's some treasure um which uh was functional it was not really very like fun um and Mm -hmm. honestly does become like pretty compulsive after a while this game because we can now climb on top of crates and uh run up little like hills and stuff what has way more mountains and mm -hmm, way more verticality to play with and we can like even in the demo there are these moments where they hide treasure chests in like places that you're not even really sure you can go up there, but there is something up there, uh, which to me is really going to make the exploration aspect of the game. And this, this section presumably is going to be way more open world than the first game was, um, is going to give that a lot more versatility and hopefully will be a lot more engaging uh, for the player. Um, yeah. And you know, i there was one moment in particular where I realized they had hidden a, um, a treasure chest, up on this hill that was kind of overlooking the area i needed to go and it didn't i didn't have to run down some weird hallway um i didn't have to completely divert from the objective at hand and i still got a little bit of fun just like oh okay there th- it was just a lot better place uh, to put a trinket and i really liked that they included that in the demo too because i hope what that means is they saw that critique And we're like, okay, we we need to make we want to
1: address it. We we want to address address it. And we're going to show you immediately. Just press R2. Press R2 and run around. Yeah. And just have a blast. Yeah. Um, See what you can climb. It's kind of fun. I mean, think about like Skyrim or stuff like that. One of the fun things that made the game so like I could sit down and spend so much time is that exploration, right? It's a big, if you're going to put an open world in it, you have to have that in there. And Midgar, you know, for what it was it really was just like a tabletop experience Mm -hmm. so a map you know i drew this map and you go here you go here there's not really you don't get to explore the slums
0: yeah um i mean honestly with playstation 1 uh jrpgs all it's almost like uh, hidden picture type information stuff where you're just mm -hmm. looking at the, the background art and trying to figure out like, which of this is interactable. Um, which, which one is, can I click on? <laughs> yes. What, what of this can I actually um, click on and do stuff with? Um, and, you know, framing it that way makes it sound maybe kind of dumb. Um, I love, frankly, love that to be honest. Um, and uh, really enjoy, like, just give me a nice painting and I will like, you know, move my character. I will gyrate my character all over but that painting, however you want me to. Um, but, This is also, you know, much more appropriate for a a AAA uh, game experience. Yes. Um, One other thing I want to talk about gameplay-wise is some of the new materia that they show in the demo. Because to me, it's very promising. Um, They throw a lot, and it's unclear whether this materia that they give you in the demo is going to be stuff that you get in the flashback that you then keep into the present. It's also not clear Because we played, for the first chapter of the story, we played an entire JRPG's worth of stuff and we got all this materia and all this upgrades and advancement. Uh, It's not clear what we will will be starting with in Rebirth, but uh, a lot of the materia that we were able to pick up in this demo uh, was exciting. One in particular I really liked uh, going off of that uh, block mechanic is there was a purple material support material that I picked up that just increased the window by which I could 100% block all damage communicating to me that this is going to be important. Okay. That it's not yes. just, yes. they're not just showing like, Oh, you could do this. It's not going to matter. But if you're giving the material to help me do that, then it means the new block is going to matter somewhat.
1: And if I use the, uh, like, ex- what is it, expand material or whatever mm-hmm. that magnifies it, is it going to open up that window even more? I mean, who, who knows? knows? Yeah. That'd be um, really cool. I have also thought about this um, materia debacle. Mm-hmm. I think, now this is wild. They won't do this. But
0: who knows? But it's fun. What if,
1: what if, you know, at the very beginning of the game, it's like, hey, we understand. How are we going to get all this material over here, right? We could do this simple thing and look for your save data, transfer those item files over say you had it slotted in this and yada 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 yada. but what if um, they don't do that what if they take your sword and they're like hey you get this many sp points Mm -hmm. customize it however you want Well, well not sword with all the weapons and also for your first loadout however you want to do it your first loadout here's a list of all the material that was available to you in that game you get to put together your first loadout put that together and those that's the material what you have slotted in is the material you start to Mm -hmm. get rid of everything else and then you have to go find new material if you want to change it up um i think that would be really
0: fun yeah yeah it would give honestly
1: really wouldn't break the game
0: because
1: you'd still be using the old material they have time to to teach you how to use the new one when you discover it um and you you're not going to break the game
0: yeah uh, I love that idea. I agree with you. They are probably not going to do that, but what I like yeah. about it is it would give each run sort of its own vibe, and you would have to mm-hmm. actually sit down and think about like what what do I want to have on Easy Street? You know what I mean? And it would let people do challenge runs where they pick like weird combos uh, and then just go off of that. But I also feel like you'd have to bake a lot of balance into it because I'm thinking the first. I mean, honestly, if you're telling me this is the system. I'm just taking HP ups and MP ups and that's it. I'm just stacking No, see, I, I, you,
1: maybe you couldn't double up. Ah, just you one, know, maybe you only, one one of each. Because there is a limited amount of materia t- kind of in the game. Mm-hmm. You know that's only so many available. Right. So yeah, if you wanted to spin and, and you're kidding out all those characters, you're right. kidding out Barrett, Tifa, mm-hmm. Aeris, Cloud, and red, maybe yeah. actually, probably not red because you, you you don't you don't give him materia at all, right? Um, and so you only have to do that four people, four weapons, mm-hmm. four um, you know, amulets or whatever. Um, honestly, it could work. Yeah yeah hey i know you're listening sony yeah i know you're listening <laughs>
0: yeah Square. as if they haven't Come already made this decision long ago uh they might not have <laughs> yeah maybe you haven't finished the beginning of the game yet maybe you've like kind of yeah. let that go um i do want to talk a little bit uh about story and maybe like cinematic execution um not to spoil it but the opening credits uh fucking blew me away um yep. they are very classy and not normal uh square soft or sorry square enix style um kind of fanatic bullshit um which i love i love my dramatic operatic go big or go home uh square stuff. stuff you know uh fucking hit me loud with you know a gong or whatever and then show me you know that Amano art and then final Fan. and i'm just like losing my mind but uh For the opening credits in the demo, they do this, like, slick, just you and the party walking uh, towards uh, the reactor. You're just kind of on the road to adventure. You're having your first adventure, and the credits are just slowly coming on screen in a very, like, classy, like, Naughty Dog-esque, like, kind of way of doing it, and... I was kind of floored because I've just never seen you know my dad's who ha- who are all united you know again mm-hmm. they've gotten the the dad band back together even uematsu is here uh he's doing uh new music I think in general for the game uh but specifically he did uh the theme for the game uh which I've only gotten to hear like snippets of it in trailers I'm sure it's incredible and I'm sure wherever it happens in the game will uh make me cry because i'm a big baby and these are all my dads and they're all back together um and it's just this like wild moment of like this weird like reserved coolness that i just kind of never see from the final fantasy series like final fantasy is it's loud and a lot of the time it's dumb but it's very rarely like subtle or like chic in this way you know and, uh, Not since
1: we were kids. Not yeah. since 7, 8, and 9. Yeah. And really kind of 10. 10 was the la- like mm, kind of last one. Started getting but really, a little bonkers, yeah. S- yeah, really 7, 8, 9. That, that emotional, you know, like, oh, like this is more than just an action game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm playing an experience, right? Now, obviously, that was like a baby's first version of it. think like it's Naughty Dog comes in and it's like, hey, we're going to give this cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. You know his name's Nathan, um, and like <laughs> let's let's show you like some crazy. You can live in that, um, and man, yeah, walking up that thing, Tifa walking with you, Sephiroth mm-hmm. just like casually walking, your two little troopers like clip 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 clip, clip following behind you and climbing up stuff. Um, it and just the credits popping up was so good. It was yep. so classy. I felt rebirthed.
0: Yeah, I I was reborn yep. uh, several times mm-hmm. over the course of the demo. Um, I think that if you're familiar with the story of Final Fantasy VII, um, that I don't want to spoil too much because this is a hype episode. So hopefully, the idea is that we're getting you excited about this game. That maybe you don't, you know, maybe you don't know all the story stuff of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I will say the flashback, in and of itself, uh, is more interesting than it even appears to be mm-hmm. uh, story-wise, mm-hmm. and there's some weird stuff going on with it that will uh, be explored later in the story, I'm sure. And one of the things that's awesome about this remake project, uh, is that you can see that stuff, the hints, the foreshadowing, the writing on the wall of what is actually going on with this flashback is so much better folded into the texture of the storytelling that it's kind of like, it's like you're reading or you're sorry, you're watching the movie version. Of a like kid, kitty ish like comic book as an adult, and now they've made the movie version for adults now. Like it had, and I'm, and that is not going to be true about this game all the way through. Um, but I'm just really proud that, yeah, there's a lot of like cool like nods towards like the big reveals of what is going on in the flashback sequence. Like, I, I kind of was. I was really surprised by some of the I very felt, subtle I stuff th- I put I, in there. I,
1: I think proud is perfect because yeah. yeah, it
0: is listeners pay attention to the
1: faces. Look yeah. at the people's yeah. faces. <laughs> pay attention to people's faces because it really does. I mean, man, you, the way you talk about folding it in, it brings that emotion. When you talk to somebody about Final Fantasy 7 who doesn't know about video games or maybe is bridging video games and we have these discussions about like that nostalgic driven this was such a big moment for me, like mm-hmm. you know, playing this game emotionally, you know, blah 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 blah. Um, this captures that, yeah. and it shows us, hey, you know, everybody that cared and loved about this, who cried, you know. We talk about us being big babies crying it, but mm-hmm. man, it, I mean, yeah, we do. And this is this is this is tuning up to be like, we're gonna make you cry, yeah, at different moments than you expected. There's gonna be new types of tears here mm-hmm. that you haven't done. Um, and it's going to be good and healthy for you
0: dude i'm I, so ready i got chills when i realized we mm-hmm. had reached the point in the flashback where you go to the shinra mansion the shinra mansion is probably one of my favorite locations in any video game um you come to it several times within the story of final fantasy 7 the first time is in this flashback and just walking like so like in in the original game of final fantasy seven um you explore the entire game just through these screens they're just they're just paintings and your little 3d character is just kind of moving up and down the painting it's like you're it's like you're stuck in a comic book and the paintings can't really do anything they don't really animate or anything like that it's just you're moving your character around so a lot of times spatial stuff can get kind of weird or be kind of abbreviated in a way that doesn't make sense Um, So the Shinra mansion is this mansion that is outside of this town of Nibelheim or Nibelheim or Nibel, whatever Nibelheim. I don't care if I'm getting it right. I I
1: call it Nibelheim. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And in the game, it's just on like the next screen and there's like a little bit of a forest that they've kind of painted into it, but there's like not a good sense of space between the town and this mansion. And when I started walking towards the mansion the first time, and you start walking through. There's just this little woods area, and it's just the creeping enough. woods. Creeping woods. It start, yes, yes
1: it, it starts off so slow, and then you're like, "Ooh, I'm in the woods now." <laughs> kind of like, "Hey, listeners," kind of like how the real woods are. Yeah. Before you know it, you're in the woods, and yeah. then you're like, "Oh crap, I'm in here."
0: Yeah, um, and yeah. and then it's just this perfect little like Halloween house, you know, just mm. out there, and it was just like such a perfect little touch to like elevate this thing that i already um love so much uh so much of the dialogue too is really really true to the original in this demo um, and they don't to be clear they don't have to be um, but in particular sephiroth's sort of uh, freak out uh sephiroth goes from being like kind of uh sweet and chummy with cloud actually to an extent that was not represented in the in the original game and is actually kind of Mm -mm. fucking awesome um yeah it's like kind of this new layer to everything the idea that cloud and sephiroth were buddies maybe uh if depending on how you read this or what uh you know what you take away from everything else um they just have like kind of a good vibe and now when you go into the shinra mansion and you find that sephiroth has just been reading books you know all night and just kind of slowly going mad there's just this perfect little like kind of soap opera-esque like twist to it and because it's happening in this goofy over-the-top literally halloween mansion in the spooky woods it just kind of elevates the wildness of it all and yeah. uh, it it is remarkable how well they like how good in general they've done at taking that original texture and really preserving it and just elevating all the elements and even the goofy elements, even the things that you would think that they would be like, well, we got to get rid of this. I mean, Sephiroth in general is a, as a villain to pay him this much respect and not sort of change him to make him more modern or to make him less goofy i think is like really remarkable like that they're like it proves that he was
1: always so good he yes was always a good villain he was always like when he was on screen he was making an impact yeah and he it was an impact that you knew you couldn't stop yeah um and it was true villainy yeah dude. um yeah and they his the, yeah his I mean, they don't really change much. I feel like Mm-mm. in the dialogue. I mean, I wa- i kind of want to do a side by side. I'm sure somebody's already done it, but I want to compare the dialogue from the original end to that. And I'm like, because it felt so. I was like, damn, this seems exactly the same. Yeah. Um. But man, when you I, I you know when you look at his face and watch him, you know, I, I do wonder: do they do mocaps for these, or is this all hand animation for their faces um, and everything?
0: Uh, I think there's I think there is limited mocap that's used here. Um, it's not on the level of like the Last of Us. Mm. Sorry, that's just like fresh on our yeah. mind because that's that's what we just played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're doing like deep, deep mocap, and this is. Obviously not on that yeah, same yeah. level, but I do think there is some mocap involved in in, in the process. Because they,
1: they do a real good job with like eyebrows. And that's mm-hmm. like one thing like, you know, it was a big thing for Naughty Dog to start doing what they did, you know, and they can capture so much more. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously I'm not saying their facial, the facial structures in Final Fantasy is anywhere near that. No, it's not. But, but you yeah. know. It has that same anime style mm-hmm. where it's like a good anime where you can really feel like a Spike Spiegel kind of like right. that. You can really tell the emotions on their face because the animators put such a good such heart into it mm-hmm. Um, that sometimes, you know, Digimon Cyber Sleuth doesn't exactly <laughs> give me that. Um, But uh, drink, but you have to game, drink.
0: drink, drink. If you're no, listening, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you're supposed to always drink whenever Digimon Cyber Sleuth gets brought up. Okay. That's part of it. Yeah.
1: It's a good game. Man. Yeah. His favorite mannerisms it was really good it was that yeah and and honestly it made the manor more of a character yes the manner everybody will remember it as a dungeon kind of mm-hmm. like a mini dungeon like you walk in there's places to travel so there's things right. to discover right. there's, there's puzzles to open. And yeah. mm-hmm. um but yeah the walk tip to this the creeping woods yep. the fact you're you're kind of with some people that are talking as you walk along with it um, the music that starts to creep in. And then, yes, as you walk into the manor and like see the inside. And I mean, obviously, with today's standards, we can put so much into the environment. But uh, there there's this moment I walked underneath the stairs. So a little spoiler here for some stairs people. But I walked underneath the stairs and there was like a puddle of dripping water. And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. This looks so good. So atmospheric. Um, and yeah, it made it a character. Yeah. made it a real character had a very like resident evil one ma- mm-hmm. like mansion vibe like ooh, we could be here for a minute and i would, I would be a- totally okay with that
0: yeah yeah um it's very well realized and uh i'm really excited by the demo in general um i got a funny question for you actually um and i think i know the answer but it's just funny because it it Like, this is exactly my reaction to it. And I feel like you probably had the same one, which was that when you play the demo, it lets you know that, hey, when you play the full game, you can actually skip this part of the game if you want, since you've already played it in the demo. And I got to ask, son, are you going to skip it when you play the full game? Uh. No, no <laughs> way in
1: hell. Uh, I, I honestly, yeah, it's saying that. I was like, this is so stupid. Don't suggest <laughs> don't that don't to tell people. Me that. You, you're saying... Don't let people get lost. <laughs> you know, like, if, like, what if someone accidentally doesn't play it again, right. you know? And, right. like, maybe they downloaded the demo. They didn't beat it. Yeah. What if someone just gets to, like, oh, I can climb on rocks. Cool, this game looks fun. And then they turn around, left, and then they come back to the full game. They're like, do you want to skip this thing you played in the demo? It's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to climb those rocks wildly confusing game. Right, right. Um don't even give the option. Don't even give the option. It's too good. Yeah. That's the thing like as an artist, you know, if I was if I was one of the people working on this game, I'd climb to the top of that ladder, but like, you need to jump off this because, mm-hmm. like, this—that what a dumb suggestion. Don't even suggest that. Like, we work so hard on this right. part of the game, and right. it's so good. And the fact that it's only what—how what, long did you think we took to play it? Two, three hours? It's about maybe? two hours.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's around. I think it's around two, maybe a little more, a little less. Man, what a solid two hours. Yeah, and I don't even think it's finished. I don't even think we got
1: everything that we're gonna get in the end game in the final version no. in that game, because I will say this and we haven't really talked about it, but there, the game, I mean, it does feel, and you said it best when we were recently hanging out, talking about it. Um, it feels like it needs a day
0: one patch. Yeah. The demo so
1: has a day one patch. It's five, a bit glitchy. Which is totally.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not, it's nothing game breaking. It just, the game, mm. uh, kind of, kind of has little, little itty bitty freakouts every once in a while, little weird jerky animation stuff happens. Um, and I feel like that's kind of par for the course at this point, sad yeah. to say, but I just feel yeah, like games are kind of, games are just kind of like this now. Um, I feel like the game's going to come out. It's going to have some massive day one patch. Uh, and hopefully that stuff, uh, will be a lot smoother. Uh, on otherwise. On top of
1: the 140 gigs that it's going to cost to freaking yeah. install it. Yeah. Yeah. This, is this, this game going to be built. <laughs> it's
0: it, it's going to be big. It's going to take a lot of space on that dang old hard drive. Um, well, okay. I kind of feel like i don't really have anything else to say about uh the demo itself um but i do just want to take a little bit of time here at the end uh just kind of talk about what we want to see of the rest of this game we me and you are going to be Mm. playing this game the night that it comes out we're gonna play it every night after that until it's fully in us uh In in our heart um and i just want to know like what what are you looking forward to with all of this like what 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 do you feel like is the stuff to highlight as far as your expectations go
1: um i mean so like in the first and remake what's been so pleasant about that is the moments where we get to explore the other characters together. Mm-hmm. Recently, um, I was just doing the sewers in Final Fantasy Remake, and there's that's when Tifa and Aerith. You just get done yep. with the Don yep. Corneo part. Tifa and Aerith are hanging out, and their little interactions and their conversations, and then like the intentional, like, "Hey, we're gonna cut the camera away. We're gonna yes. like talk to these characters. We're gonna spend time in the environment." I am looking for that because, of course, we get we get a good amount of that stuff. It's a it's a you know. Final Fantasy 7 1997 did a great job you know, that but you know we can tell a better story now yeah um and enhance those moments and I'm I that's what I'm really looking for is is just to be able to sit with those characters more and and yeah. and really get to you know like the first time you I don't know how how you felt about Final Fantasy Advent Children but I was so excited to play it or watch, or sorry um I was so excited to watch it because I thought I was going to get more understanding from those characters mm-hmm. be like i'm gonna understand them more and you don't get that um
0: yeah dude i but, i used uh, no no no. i understand that completely i used to be in the final fantasy seven fan fiction community uh where i would read uh fanfic i didn't write any well i mean i kind of toyed around with some fan fiction but it was never very serious um and there's not none of it's online you can't find it all right it's not out there search uh, for it. it's out there it's not X-Files. out there um but there was there was one particular fan fiction writer uh for final fantasy 7 that i liked not a lot whose name was like frank Verderosa or something like that i may be getting that wrong um he had like i think he had like a website where he kept all of his writings called like not another final fantasy 7 fan page or something like that um if there's anybody that knows what i'm talking about it would be really hilarious for you to pop into the chat right now and uh, let me know that you also liked that exact same guy. Uh, he That's wrote so from right. a perspective of just really just trying to continue the story because this is just a good gang of characters. And yes. uh, you know, one of the things that I think Japanese role-playing games uh, have historically always gotten right, and Western RPGs t- have a tendency to do this too, but I feel like it has a different vibe, um, is do I wanna hang out with these people? How much do I wanna mm-hmm. hang out with these people? a lot of the time i come away from it just wishing to have that these are my buds these are my friends uh and as weird as that, i'm a 30 i'm a 34 year old man and i want to hang out with my video game friends and i'm gonna get yeah. to i'm gonna get a lot of good hang time with them we're going to costa del sol we're going to mm-hmm. uh Junein okay upstairs and downstairs uh we're going to <laughs> cosmo canyon the cosmo oh. canyon theme music bro is yes. gonna hit me it's gonna kill me it's that gonna might completely be where i, kill I cry me. first dude that's my that
1: might be where i cry the first second if i the, don't if they don't already make me cry before
0: oh i'm sure they'll get you before but th- there will definitely be a cry for when the cosmo canyon music gets put into the mix and i'm sure you might even hear it from you're like on your way there and you see it in the distance and that cosmo canyon music just start however they're gonna work that in i mean the, the whole thing with this game is that these people, they are all my dads and they have every card. They have a perfect hand of cards to play to specifically affect me. And um, I really do feel like of the entire game, this is like kind of my favorite chunk. So I do feel like yeah. of the three, i'm not gonna say anything bold like this one's for sure gonna be the best of the three i have no idea um but it is maybe the finest cut of nostalgia for me um Midgar's mm. amazing it's fantastic it's a landmark uh video game uh you know sequence of interconnected dungeons that are spectacular but when you and your buds are just out there having a classic Final Fantasy adventure, which is what kind of the rest of the first disc of Final Fantasy VII is, I feel like that is a really special time. And I love yeah. the episodic structure of it. I love how we we are meeting new friends, but our old friends also, We are we are going to places that matter to them and then their stories come to the forefront. And man, I could have played so many games with this exact structure. It's like a perfect structure. Even Final Fantasy 8, my favorite Final Fantasy game, doesn't do this thing as well as Final Fantasy 7 does. Um and we're going to get to play it in 4K 60 frames <laughs> per second, baby. And- and i couldn't
1: agree more with the state of play when they're like and look it's our familiar friend johnny uh, <laughs> and he starts coming back in i'm ready to hang out with johnny some more I, it was funny i was i was thinking it was really funny cuz i think i was dogging on johnny i was like god i I, I, don't, I don't why are they or i think i was watching the state of play and being like man I don't want any Johnny and then mm-hmm. I got to the part in the game where you're running around Walmart with Johnny it's like you know I kind of want some Johnny you know I mean I can't wait to hang out with Johnny what looks like a beach time mm-hmm. yes please give me beach Johnny beach cloud I'm ready for you know give me outfits I need more outfits Dude, That's what I've known
0: sailor barrett confirmed uh, is yes. the best part of the state of play is that we are getting i still
1: want a plushie i saw a plushie a long time ago it Dude. was the cutest hand plushie oh of just god. the pixel polygon him in a sailor suit sailor barrett
0: it so is the best good. Barrett. yeah
1: good <sighs> lord yeah why this, is it so good
0: this game Only god knows is gonna is gonna rock our socks completely off yeah. um and yeah. then we're only gonna have one more that's gonna be the thing that's gonna hurt my heart isn't honestly this is i know that when this six all years st- though sure well uh i don't know when the first one <laughs> yeah, came true, out i, I was know. like it's gonna take forever for the second one to come out it's four years later now four years is four years sure you can go to college in that time or whatever but good luck it's still, I th- it's reasonable. So you're saying it in 2028, reasonable. I'm going to play the final bit of this. That might feel really fast. I mean, it's like, It'll wow. will get me through
1: another election, which will be totally fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it turns out Final Fantasy VII Remake Project is uh, an election uh, project. It's just
1: Japan being like, hey, you know, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could use this.
0: They're just feeling you sorry really for us.
1: This. We're your real dads. The prospect of us playing it, day it comes out mm-hmm. and talking about it every single night before we go to bed oh my god sign me up yeah
0: yeah just that's all i want is i just want to have this journey with you and uh talk you know we, we have to have our little diary meetings um yeah. where we just kind of talk about where we're at and and what this means and uh,
1: ten cans on a string just mm-hmm. connected to each other
0: let me ask you yeah. this here's here's one this this is an off topic question we've talked about final fantasy 7 enough um if you're a listener of the show i hope you just understand that this is really important to us probably too important i don't care okay join um, us make join it important us. to you make it important to you all right this is this is like a 30-year process that it took for us to get here and here we are this is
1: how therapy works for men in the united states <laughs> it takes 30 years that takes 30 um, years. and then we can finally become whole
0: mm-hmm Uh, And it's all just because of video games. Um, This is a big nostalgia moment, right? Um, And I I fully admit that nostalgia is a big factor in my love uh, for this project. What else does Square have that they could play on us in order to milk more nostalgia? What could Are we they talking
1: do? about not Final Fantasy 7?
0: We're talking, so we're talking about non Final Fantasy VII related. What else could they remake? What else could they do where we would be like, "Wow, how much time.
1: time do we have left to record?" <laughs> but you can pick you. one. Wanna, no, I you're wanna, locked oh, to one. You're I'm locked oh, to one. one? Oh, you <laughs> son of a um, <laughs> Then it's Legend of Dragoon for sure. Oh yeah, if they weren't gonna do then because dear listeners don't worry i know that you're gonna ask what about final fantasy 8 well the, all the directors said they would straight up run away yeah. if they were asked they said they would they would escape and you know become incognito for the rest of
0: their lives none of them want to <laughs> make they, a, a final fantasy 8 remake that's just not something so they want to do i you know what i yeah. respect him for it and also I Final Fantasy it VIII, i respect it i think it might be too precious i don't know if i could survive it i, I think i, I would, would love it though yeah i want squall
1: the same way I have cloud now running mm-hmm. around. I mean, oh. anyways, well, that's a whole other discussion. We will not get yeah. into it, but Legend of Dragon that would be my big one. Yeah, um, I love that game. I think it would look really good, in modern day graphics. Mm-hmm. I, a game, you know, I think it could. I think it could use. You know, I don't think there are some moments. I think the dialogue isn't the best. Um yeah. But I think with modern, you know, like exactly what they did with this, you know, I mean, we talk about translation errors with Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I think they could, you know, you know, hire a writer or two, um, and uh, make it good. Um, but yeah, and just I, I think that, I mean, that's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah,
0: for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, and I think. What that- about you?
1: What, what What's your? Uh, What's your, like, if, hey, they could pull this one, you only get
0: one, mm-hmm. um, game out of their hat? Well, so, like you were saying, um, there have been some questions. For some reason, I don't know why anyone would be asking uh, uh, Yoshinor Kitase about uh, Final Fantasy 8, about him remaking Final Fantasy 8. That's just a weird we thing. All want it. Well, okay, all it. Well, I don't think everyone wants it. It's not the most yeah, popular yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy game. Um, but I think it's just natural because it was the next one. Um, so, they're like, oh, would you do the next one? um and of course he says no he even admitted he said the combat this is not quite what he said i'm going to paraphrase but he basically was like the combat in final fantasy 8 was bad or that that it was broken and that it needed to be fixed uh don't listen to this man uh, but don't bother yeah. him about it anymore either no one ask anyone yeah. that works at square about final fantasy 8 because uh that's our game baby they do not mm-hmm. understand it they don't know what they did um and it belongs to me it doesn't belong to them the author is dead. how many
1: episodes in this show are we and we've still refused to talk about it, too we're well. An, well, it I'm, not it's I'm not ready i'm not ready precious so not it's ready too to talk about precious
0: it. um it's it's i think i have to become a better podcaster before i'm willing uh for us to talk yeah. about final fantasy VIII. it
1: could be like a four part four hour like like a mm-hmm. dan harman's hardcore history of final fantasy and it's just us talking about how much we like it. we actually don't mention any about it we just talk about
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> we funny gush
1: over it for four episodes
0: it's funny that that's where you went uh with that because that is legitimately how i've always thought about it um you know i we talk about tim i talk about tim rogers a lot um his writing Love and his guy. work has been very important to me uh, throughout the entire course of my life um from you know when i was like 14 like reading some of his stuff on uh the old insert credit uh, website um until today um it's it's weird one time i almost got to meet him and i literally couldn't because i was like this is just too strange i've met a lot of famous successful people that didn't matter to me and it was easy and i did not feel weird about meeting them or whatever but for some reason this internet guy like just couldn't do it um but my point that i'm trying to get to is that yes when final fantasy 8 is covered it will be a tim rogers sized like giant investment. I will quit doing whatever else I'm doing in my life and just spend six months thinking about Final Fantasy VIII um, because that's how important it is to me. So yes, there will not be a podcast episode about it. There will be some sort of, you know, gargantuan huge project we're gonna put it
1: out on vhs yes we're gonna, gonna make great. a v
0: the first vhs video essay about final fantasy eight um but it'll be in four boxes yes a four box two set.
1: titanics worth of vhs yes
0: you gotta take yes it'll be like final fantasy itself you gotta take out the vhs at a certain point put <laughs> yeah. in the next one that'll <laughs> we be we refuse to put rad. it on
1: disc we put it on vhs <laughs> yes
0: um but so they're not going to do final fantasy eight so i will spend this time uh, wishing for something that i think would actually do well in the market and it is obvious too and it's weird to me mm-hmm. that there's been no discussion of it i have an inkling as to maybe why um and what i'm gonna say is that they need to remake final fantasy 6 and at some points i've wished for them to do an hd 2d remake of final fantasy 6 much in the same way that they're doing dragon quest 3 i no longer think that i think they should do yeah. a big budget mostly final fantasy 16 got me thinking this way they should do a big budget triple a 3d action rpg remake of ff6 and this should start with them bringing Hironobu sakaguchi back to do it to direct the game as a sort of mm-hmm. we fell off you know Um, and this is like us coming back together for like one final ride all together. This is the game that critics have spent the last, you know, 20 years, 25 years, almost 30 years now talking Mm -hmm. about that. It's the best one, you know, and it's never had the sales that final fantasy seven had. I don't think it was really possible. I think for, for a, a role playing game. To sell to the extent that FF seven did before FF7 did that. A lot of
1: factors play into why FF seven but got us so many sales. Yes. You know, more yes. so, yeah.
0: Um, and I just think that Final Fantasy VI means a lot to a lot of people, to a to a generation of uh gamers. It is like the de facto best Final Fantasy. It's not my favorite, but I still think that it is the most worthy besides seven of of this level of investment in remake treatment and also there's a thing about 7 that I think is is a little weird when it comes to remaking it is that this is like you're remaking the first big game in like the second major chapter yeah. of Square but what about taking that er, that first chapter and saying what was this about you know like how do we bring yeah. this to a modern audience there have been remakes of like final fantasy 4 for instance for the ds uh that like made it all like 3d and that's fine and there's nothing voice with, acting too and, with voice acting um and, and i'm not even saying that's bad i'm not throwing any shade at that i'm just saying like why not get the kids the new kids uh into final fantasy 6 because i think they would like it um and i think there's a lot yeah. of stuff in there that would be really fun to explore as a big new loud triple a game um so yeah that's my pick that's final a good fantasy one VI.
1: that's a really 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 solid pick the funny thing too is that you could still you because it, it also has that industrial vibe and some aspects yeah so like you could keep it like you could be like hey here's final fantasy 6 remake and people mm-hmm. would be like okay it's not crazy it's not the same world but like you know i'm i'm stepping into a similar environment um yeah it's one they haven't touched and they really should because yeah. it's great
0: honestly they they until the pixel remasters they hadn't even really been doing a good job of making sure that final fantasy 6 was available to play in a like good format that didn't like look weird or whatever so to me it's always felt like very odd that ff6 has this legendary reputation but seems to be like less important when it is time for remakes and remasters and i think you know part of that is like the early relationship with nintendo that did not like continue you know um mm-hmm. and then like just the fact that it's like a, a much more sakaguchi era square game but I just think it'd be cool if they just went to him and they were like, "Hey, let's just uh, let's just go on one final ride," you know, like literally, let's do the the namesake and have this be uh, the Final Fantasy, um, but with uh, with the original, you know, father of Final Fantasy back, um, and especially if you're able to get Uamatsu to come back for FF Seven for this project now, then why can't you get so- Sakaguchi too? You can do it. Um, yeah. And it w- yeah. would be really fun.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like, I mean, if if Rebirth is anything like the, I mean, the demo, like how fun it was. I mean, I know it's not this simple, but like you have the bones there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go. Let's go put some other stuff on top of those bones. Right. You know, and let's bone and- out. <laughs> yes, yeah, bone out. Because I, I mean, yeah, there's I mean, how many how many how many characters do you have in that game?
0: Um, um it's a lot it's like it's a lot and and there's no and real main character that's what i love about ff6 is like technically tara is the first character you encounter a lot yeah. of times they round down to saying that tara is the uh protagonist but it really is a game that like just doesn't it doesn't have a main character it's an ensemble piece it and each character party. is important yes
1: yes <laughs> Yeah. And they all have such good stories. Um and yeah, this is another one. You could give it to people in three parts. Yeah. You could easily do that. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Final Fantasy games don't have like they didn't they didn't really deter too much from like the structure of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, seven, eight, nine, you start off in an area, you explore a lot of that area, then something happens to that area and you leave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. So uh I'm yeah I would love that. That's a great answer.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to this game coming out. I'm really looking forward to being able to sit down with you again, son, after we have completed this game so that we can report to the audience uh, that it is uh, fantastic. I'm sure we're going to love it. Um, if we don't, that will be a difficult experience. Uh, it will be difficult mm-hmm. to... This game better not we'll let me lie down. We'll just lie
1: to ourselves and we'll lie to you and we'll yes. say we love it. how
0: about that? Um, we're going to agree yeah. that no matter what, we're going to say that we love Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave it up to you, the listener, to decide whether we're lying or telling to the To come truth. to
1: our live shows and yes. ask us about it and see if we have tears of happiness or tears of joy. There will be tears. we have discussions about there it. Because I, abs- I Hopefully, you, guys, you all are playing it too and we and we can all talk about it cuz yeah. you know ooh it's going to be good i'm so excited but we like what we have yeah the countdown is happening i need um, a, i need like an actual clock with it counting down
0: big question final question then we got to get out of here uh, does aerith die in final fantasy 7 rebirth yes or no does no. aerith die no um i am also going to say no i do not think that they've dragged us all the way here just to kill aerith again but I gotta tell you, yeah. it's really hilarious that we both said no, because it does mean that if they do in fact They're kill Aerith again, it. they will hurt our We're feelings. S-
1: <laughs> We're gonna be so sad. And I'll be honest, like I always loved Aerith. and I mean I was definitely an Aerith over oh, Tifa me too. kind me of too. like you know absolutely. Um, and this Aerith, I mean, playing remake again, I was like, damn, she's so charismatic. She's great. She's they, great. They, they, they made her such such a good character. She's so fun. Um, she's like the best she's like one of the nicest people you know she's mm-hmm. just and you know they're again look at their faces like the emotions that are the, the the story that you can tell these characters had a story before and you're meeting them at a moment and it feels like grounded yeah yeah you no they're not gonna kill her because we're gonna be up to some wild business yeah
0: it's gonna um, get too I'm weird really, for that to even be a possibility um yeah All right, well, real quick, I want to thank our poor Richard's Almanac, uh, Brendan0936, Teddy's Jam for You, Zest Appeal, Cardinal Billy, Jukebox Hero, If Then, DM Anonymous, MPC Aaron, Anatroc, and Magnanimous. Um, In general, I also want to say to my EverQuest friends, those of you that I've been playing everquest with lately i have not been able to play um because i'm uh, at a house in the woods i'm in the i'm basically living in the shinra mansion right now and the shinra mansion yeah. don't have internet however i did apply for a apartment that me do in fact likey today And uh, the apartment people are reviewing it Uh, they have not told me whether i'm confirmed or denied but what that means is i am right around the corner from signing a lease and then moving to minneapolis and once i get to minneapolis you better damn bet i'm gonna have flipping internet okay uh and when that happens i'm gonna be playing me some everquest and also i'm gonna be working my ass off because we're not doing half the things that we need to be doing all the time um, but it's right there it's gonna happen. Thank you for um, you know being uh, so patient with us through this time. It's been a weird time uh, but it is uh, we are getting close. We're getting close to a return uh, to normalcy. Um, we are getting close to metaphorically sephiroth stabbing our aerith right in the heart um, and watching the white materia fall into the water that was that was a sad metaphor but that was the one i chose yeah Yeah. stab me in the heart yes i will stab you in the heart um and i think square is gonna stab us in the heart too given our optimism
1: they're gonna they're gonna trick us so freaking hard
0: yeah we're gonna get tricked real bad um so check in in approximately one month to find out exactly how tricked we got um but for now uh love your hair hope you win